0: Hey, this is Chance of Punk Journalism, and today I'm joined by my friend Nick. We're going to be talking about the case of Marlon Anderson. He was an employee of the Boys and Girls Club in Madison, Wisconsin, was let go from his security guard job um, after a student had called him the N-word, and by reprimanding him, he also used the N-word. Anderson's a black man, so we wanted to discuss in uh, what kind of context is it ever okay to use the N-word, if at all, and uh, look at a couple other case studies as well. Also, I just want to remind you where you can find us punk journalism.com is the website where you can find everything that we've done up to date. Also, uh, Facebook.com slash punk journalism, Instagram.com slash punk underscore journalism, and Twitter.com slash punk journalism. So, Nick, a couple of white guys sitting around talking about yeah. when it's okay to use the N word <laughs> and when it's not okay. And I think that that deserves, in itself, a little bit of explanation. Um, I think, you know, I, I did reach out to a couple of. Acquaintances that I have that are are black uh, because I think I know I feel very confident that we would probably get some criticism because we have in the past when we've talked about issues like this and marginalized people. um, Rightfully so maybe that we would get some criticism that we're you know people outside of this this minority group that are talking about when it's okay and not to to use these kind of words and what sort of context. And so I really did you know I wanted to try to uh be fair and and allow somebody from those groups to also weigh in and i would still love for that to happen so uh just for the sake of wanting to make this discussion you know get this 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 conversation out while it's still relatively new and fresh and relevant i wanted to have the discussion but you know i i always invite the opportunity for anybody to weigh in on this via uh whether it be social media or maybe we can have a follow-up discussion in the future i I think that would be great because i don't necessarily see this going away anytime soon i think that this is something that it, it you know and there are cases that i'm going to bring up that have happened leading up to this where you know uh in in particular there was the communications chairman of netflix who was fired a year ago obviously different and there was you know the papa john ceo same thing founder and ceo his again they're you know they're are different variables of course but uh i think that this is still a, going to be a a relevant discussion for a while so if anybody you know wants to reach out to us and and contribute to the discussion we would love for that to happen but yeah so in the meantime nick just to kind of bring everybody up to speed marlon anderson like i said he uh he was recently rehired, which I'm glad to hear uh, from the Boys and Girls Club. I'll read a quote from him after he got his job back that he posted on social media. It says, while at work today at the Boys and Girls Club, I learned from the Madison Teachers Union president, the school a superintendent, Jane Belmore, has resented the decision of my termination. Thank you to the one hundred the one thousand plus students for allowing your voices to be heard and to all people from across the globe for reaching out to my family. Now we have to address the policy End quote. For, this is from a Time Madison, Time uh, article, says 48-year-old Anderson said he used the racial slur on October 9th when responding to a student who called him a number of obscenities, including the N-word, and tried to explain to the student why the term was offensive. The Madison School District has a zero-tolerance policy on employees using racial slurs, <clears throat> and this is according to the Wisconsin State Journal. Anderson says, quote, I just don't understand getting fired for trying to defend myself. As a black man, I have a right not to be called that word. End quote. Anderson told the journal that he had told the student multiple times, quote, do not call me that. Do not call me that word and do not call me an N word. Uh, uh, Anderson used the slur during the confrontation. Students held a walkout protests in support of Anderson last week more than 15,000 people have signed a change.com petition in support of Anderson and a GoFundMe ra- raised $12,483 to support him and his family so Nick, what are your thoughts on this topic? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a you're from Wisconsin too. how from close Wisconsin. from Wisconsin, uh, Madison Sheboygan. Uh, yeah, the only reason two, I ever remember hours Sheboygan to two hours. I've told I think I've told you this before Sheboygan I always remember uh, John Candy in Home Alone mentioning that he's from Sheboygan because I. Right. It always sounded like a funny name to a town. I always assumed it was like he was making it up for the movie, or somebody made it up. But um,
1: it appears in, in references in multiple cartoons now. Oh yeah, I believe South Park, American Dad, have references to Sheboygan right. now. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a cultural phenomenon Sheboygan. at this point. Yeah.
0: So how close is that to Madison?
1: Oh, about two hours. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So what are your thoughts on this particular incident?
1: I mean, this particular incident, I think it, I think it's obviously pretty ridiculous that he was let go from his job. Um, however, that's not to say that I think having policies or rules against using that word are wrong, because I, mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I think it's okay to have policies, obviously, against using that word. Um, but in this particular incident, you know, I think it was kind of silly that he was let go
0: yeah well so in in words matter uh, words carry a lot of weight and context matters i think that it goes far beyond sort of a uh a catch-all argument that you'll hear a lot of people use of just you know sticks and stones because right uh, obviously there's a history to this word and it's a terrible history and i don't think that anybody there's there's never an excuse for anybody to use that word derogatorily It's a I think, of course, that it's a foul word to and among the most egregious of insults. We know the history of the word, like I said, and how demeaning it is, Uh, especially, you know, in a in a work environment. I think that like you were saying that the policy, I'm sure that there is. I'm sure it Relevance well. to the policy. Yeah. There should be obviously some wiggle room like we saw in this sort of yeah. incident. Um, but I think that if somebody calls somebody that word out, malice or spite, they ought to be punished for doing so. And their job should probably be lost.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime you you have a policy and it's 100% black and white, you know, you're either... Any time you use this word, for example, regardless of context, you're going to be fired. You know, like a policy like that, like that always leaves room for error, right? Yeah, because 100% right. of the time... That doesn't it doesn't allow for the couple of insta- instances where, for whatever reason, it wasn't malicious.
0: You right. Know, yeah. Maybe
1: it was a you know a learning experience, such as this case. Yeah. Like so, why are we, why are we not allowing for that flexibility? I think it's obviously it's it's good to have policies in place, but then we need to just use a little bit of common sense sometimes.
0: I think so. And well, and that's that's the frustrating thing when you have something that's a zero tolerance thing is that sometimes common sense isn't doesn't come into play in that situation just because zero tolerance means zero tolerance. And no matter what the context was, then, of course, you know, that they have to uphold that or else it's not a zero tolerance policy anymore. I don't know, like there, and it's difficult because you know, like I said, we'll bring up another the Netflix incident as well, and I think that it's so interesting the you know the different contexts that can you know make a the the circumstances so differently. Um, I just think that the word in itself, we've we've sort of treated it as if. If you say in any context, it's almost like it's almost like someone somewhere is going to drop dead or something. Like it holds yeah. that much of a weight. It's almost like it reminds me of like Harry Potter and quote, yeah. "He who shall not be named." Well, of like how you can't say Voldemort.
1: Right, right. And I think there's, I think, what it is is there's just a very, very strong social norm against not saying mm-hmm. that word. Right, and, and that and and as it should be. Yeah, the social norm has developed in such a way that when you even in historical context, are talking about that word you're typically saying the n-word right mm-hmm. instead of using the actual word just as we're doing right now you typically just say the n-word so if that's the social norm yeah of course you're gonna have people you know complaining people being offended against when you violate a social norm as you always do um, and this social norm is so particularly strong that you are gonna I think you are gonna get a really strong reaction when you violate it um, mm-hmm. In some areas of the country, the social norm isn't very strong, you know, there's and that's not that's probably not a good thing. That isn't a good thing. Obviously, you know, you go some in some southern states, I'm sure the social norm doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. And we definitely don't want that. Right. Yeah. I think it's good to have a, a very strong social norm around this case. And I don't particularly see any reason why you can't just say N word instead of using the actual word unless there are these rare circumstances such as learning experiences um, which was kind of what was taking place in, in this um, Madison school, right?
0: Yeah. Wait, yeah. Was
1: it a was it a school or was it a boys and girls club? I'm sorry. It was a boys and girls club. Okay, so yeah. it was a boy, boys and girls club. Um, and they have like, I guess this isn't really super important, but like the the school administration had some sort of control over... Like the policies at the Boys and Girls Club, seems Apparently,
0: clear. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's a Boys and Girls Club policy across the board. It seems like it's a district policy. Okay. Is, is kind of what the what I had re- remembered reading was. It is a, it was a district wide thing. Um, and I don't I don't even know if Boys and Girls Club falls under the school district. If they Not follow the from same, what I know because I know they I know they are a nonprofit. Yeah. But I don't know if like they follow the same standards and guidelines as the as a school district or maybe it's a county thing. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it could
1: be community by community. My experience with the Boys and Girls Club it hasn't necessarily been that they follow the same rules and regulations of the school district, but they work alongside the, okay. the school districts. But I'm not certainly not an expert, just someone who used to go there yeah. as a kid.
0: So and a couple arguments that I've heard and that I, I think are common arguments is that you know, this this gentleman, he could have used the N-word instead of the actual word. And the thing is, is like, I am I get a, a little bit nervous about stifling language in general. I think that you really need to be cautious about which words you choose to censor and which words not. I think, I, I, I know that it's kind of cliche to go down the path of saying, you know, it's a slippery, slippery slope, but I think that that, that can be uh, relevant. I think that... In this case, you take you've taken that word and you've sort of granted it a, a more power, especially in the case when it's a black guy defending himself a, yeah. against the use of that word. Well, and that's you know?
1: again, I think that's the issue with the policy is it wraps everything into one; it ignores all context. When the truth is, the social norms around this word are very different based on your cultural background. Yeah,
0: yeah, right? Absolutely, so your for, cultural background. I mean, background.
1: like honestly, for a white person, yeah, like you really shouldn't ever use that word. Right. I yeah. can't. I, you know, against I, I I don't like black and white analogies, but like I really can't think of any instance where you know we can talk about the Netflix one and the Papa John's one, but I, I really don't see any instance where you can really get away with using that word anymore. Yeah, I, as a white person, I, would, I, just I really think don't I would
0: tend to agree with that.
1: I'm not saying that you you should be thrown in jail or you know I'm not going to argue about whether it should be illegal or legal to use that word or anything like that. I'm just saying, in terms of just being a good person, in terms of just Understanding being s- at least somewhat culturally competent. Yeah. At least absolutely. somewhat. Cult- yeah, you sure. don't even need to have a lot of cultural competence to know that you just don't use that right. word as a white person. Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of times, too, where we are really eager to make up for a lot of the, the sins of the past, Yeah, that we maybe overcompensate a little bit in, a, in an incidence like this. But sure. yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I really can't think of many cases either. I, I wonder if there are incidences like the Netflix one, which we'll get to where maybe leniency could be granted. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, And that's where I think it gets tricky and, and it, it is helpful to talk to somebody who does have that cultural background. Blackground. <laughs> <laughs> background, I was gonna say a black person after that. Who, who can say, you know, like, yeah, I don't think or yes, I do think it's appropriate and, you know, in an academic sense or or maybe like the reading of a, you know, historical fiction or, you know, something like uh, Huck Finn or something like that. Is it appropriate then because it's in the context of, of history and, and that sort of thing? What about other words? I mean, like I years ago, we were talking on a different podcast about using the word retarded and and we'd had a a debate or a conversation about that and i know that you were against it and i argued that it shouldn't be that we shouldn't be so hung up on that word like and i'm really i'm actually i don't know like from from that point i think that was probably about four years ago i think that i've i've kind of my views on that have evolved a little bit like especially when when we when we do say that you know this word shouldn't be used in this case well then we probably shouldn't also be saying fag or gay, or like, that. that's yeah. gay, because it kind of implies that it's lesser than because it's those things. Right. You know?
1: And I think, I mean, there are certain words, too, that hold different sorts of stigma. The N-word mm-hmm. holds, like, I mean, you are using that word in a way that suppresses an entire group yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like so,
0: applying that yeah. this person is submissive to it's me. It's just
1: or, so... It's, yeah, it's just, there's no way to, as a white person to ever use that word really to, to not, again, we'll talk about Netflix, but to ever really kind of not be doing that. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the word retarded, I still lean much more towards not using it um, because, you know, I have friends who have siblings and, and, and who are uh, mentally challenged and they've told me why that word is impactful to them and. And I guess for me to just willful, willfully ignore those those mm-hmm. talks that I've had with those people seems disrespectful. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like I just always go on the on the on the side of like I just try to be a good person, and I, I think you know one way of doing that is to to just try to not intentionally hurt people. Right. So like I don't think yeah if you say that word it's not like you know I've been around family that have said that word the R word and it's not like I was like I'm never gonna talk to them again or anything like that I didn't lecture them. But I, I guess I just have my own beliefs about yeah. about that, and it's shaped not by experiences of people that I necessarily directly know, but indirect experiences, you know, yeah. through friends that yeah. you it, know, people.
0: Something that I've thought about is that, you know, like, I, I throw that word around. I say retarded. Like, and I don't even think about it. Like, most of the time, I don't even think about maybe what the impact is. It's just something that I've said for a long time. But something that I have thought about is if I had a family member, or, you know, if I had a child years from now that that was mentally challenged i would right. just promptly stop saying it yeah because it would rem, you know it would make me feel bad it's a whole that different
1: meaning then. that yeah.
0: there's somebody that is very close to me that i love and care about is you know has something you know that that they deal with and then so for me to say that is, is almost kind of like making light of it you know right right so i guess you know when you think about it in the context of Maybe you know you ha- you're uh, among a group of people or coworkers or whatever, and you say that something's retarded. Maybe like you have somebody among that group who who does have a family member or close, somebody close to them that is mentally impaired, and you know mm-hmm. how is that going to make them feel? You know well, when you're think- you're kind of saying it because when you say it, like you're obviously you're obviously throwing out there that like, well, this isn't something I have to worry about, it, so it's right. okay for it to be funny.
1: You're assuming that everyone is just living the same way that you live and we all come from the same background and we all share the same experiences, which is pretty silly. And I think like on the other side of it too, you know, using words like retarded and, and stuff like that is expect someone to to call you out on it at this mm-hmm. point, right. you know? Yeah. Because they people should, if you know what I mean. Just like if someone can make the argument that like, hey, it's freedom of speech, I can say whatever I want, then the other side can certainly make the argument of like, well, if this is freedom of speech, I'm going to tell you how stupid you sound when you use that word around yeah. me. You know, and I think that's fair game.
0: I think that you you make a good point by, by by saying like it's it's kind of a matter of making pointing out how stupid somebody sounds. Right, right. Because a lot of times, like I'm not going to be somebody to say like don't use that word around me right but i'm going to i i can see myself being much more inclined to be like do you realize how fucking dumb you sound right when you when you say when you talk in this way when you call somebody a fag or you say somebody is or something is gay like i just want you to know how stupid you sound in front of other people <laughs> right i right. want you to be aware of that for your own sake
1: like yeah and I, i'm kind of the same way like rather than try to like anger get into some angry match like almost try to embarrass them
0: out of it mm-hmm. because like i said i am hesitant to limit language but maybe a good solution to this and, and kind of along these same lines is uh maybe it's a good litmus test for people to show that they are an ugly nasty person like you can you, yeah. you can get a good read for people based off of how they talk and the you really can. kind of language that they yeah. use and it is really interesting when when you're a, when you're part of a demographic like when you're a, a straight white male as we are And you find yourself among other straight white males and things that they think that they can say around you because you share those similar (laughs) demographics. Right, right, right. And you're like, who the fuck do you think I am? Right. um, So, I I mean, we keep on bringing up the Netflix incident, and so I guess it would be appropriate to to talk about, you know, to at least explain that situation real quick just so we can provide some context to it. So Jonathan Friedland was with Netflix. He was a... uh, um, like I said, he was head of communications for Netflix up until 2018. Friedland reportedly called a meeting of around 60 employees in the publicity department earlier in 2018 to discuss how the team could better handle backlash to an incense, to insensitive content. He specifically referred to a joke in Tom Segura's Netflix stand-up special about how the comedian longed for a time when the word retarded was acceptable in polite society. Friedland told the journal that he was advocating for parents of special needs kids who might see the routine and feel, quote, gut punched over the comments, saying, quote, as if an African-American had to hear the N-word. So he's equating it to, you know, if if a parent hears retarded like we were just talking about, like, is that fair in the same way as if an African-American person has to hear the N-word? But he didn't say the N-word. He said the actual word. After wide complaints from the staff, Friedlin apologized in writing to staff. Spoke with Netflix CEO Reed Hastings and his own team before meeting with two human resources reps, who were both African American. He repeated the N word in that meeting again to the reps in recounting the story. So, like that, I think is still like a it's a difficult situation. He he was he was coming from a place of sincerity. I see that and I understand that. And, and it's, it's like such a, seems like such a strange situation because like he's, he wasn't using that word maliciously. He was using it as a means to try to be sensitive and to try to make, you know, Netflix more inclusive and limiting that language possibly. And he was using that as an example of like, Hey, you know, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't say this to black people the uh, the reprimand came from ceo of netflix reed hastings he said quote for non-black people the word should not be spoken as there is almost no context for which it is appropriate or constructive there is not a way to neutralize the emotion and history behind the word in any context the use of the of the phrase n-word was created as a euphemism and the norm with the intention of providing an acceptable replacement and moving people away from using the specific word when a person violates this norm it creates resentments, intense frustration and great offense for many
1: yeah I mean I think he was it sounds like he was trying to do the right thing however in doing that he also demonstrated that he he just didn't quite get it and, and I think that there's a couple of things we need we need to take into consideration in this case one of which obviously he's white um, second of which He's speaking to people of different cultural backgrounds who are all telling him, hey, you shouldn't use that word in this context. Even though he maybe didn't mean to offend, they told him the first time, don't do it. And then he violated that norm again right. in, front of, in front of a group of black people again. You know, So it's kind of like he just willfully ignored everyone saying like, hey, don't do this. Yeah. Oh, and, then, and then the other thing that really gets me it's like, what is this guy's job at Netflix, right? He, he's on leadership team. He's the chief. He's, setting an example. So yeah, so he's setting an example. And there are people in the company who are saying like, hey, when you just did that, you, you took it too far. You really offended me. You clearly don't understand the context uh, quite right. So Netflix kind of in some ways has a responsibility to respond. I'm not saying that they were right or wrong to fire him, but they definitely should have you know responded. So I think the response maybe was harsh, I don't know, but responding to that instance was appropriate in my opinion. Again, at
0: least addressing it, you a, mean, a, by, at least addressing okay. it.
1: But again, the fact that he just ignored it again and <laughs> like just like oh, like you know, just came, just keep it just like it whoosh right over his head, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, Netflix has a right to have their own company culture. And it's if he's not following the company culture, I I mean, Maybe he's just not the right fit for that job. And also, I think one of the biggest pieces is that his job is a PR or communications, you know, chief of communications, chief of public relations. That's a very outward facing job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you're if you're violating communicate, you know, communication type norms and this is your your job and you're you're part of leadership team and you're representing an entire department. Yeah, you're gonna piss some people off when you use that word, and you're gonna piss people off when people tell you not to use that word, and then you use the word again. If Netflix didn't respond by by doing something to him, firing him, giving him a leave of absence or something, then I think there would have been a lot of backlash, and potentially, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I think it's confusing. I think it's blurry, but I don't necessarily see anything completely wrong with how Netflix handled it. I think it was. It sounds kind of extreme, but I don't know. I mean, you know, like, I think this is where that instance of me just being white like I can't fully understand the meaning of this
0: they I mean they could have fired him right off the bat right but it, they sat him down with to to discuss the incident for him to explain himself and maybe to to uh you know Comes to some sort of an understanding, and he still, like you said, he violated it again by using the word again.
1: And then he, and then he tweeted after that. He deleted the tweet, but someone did screenshot it. It said, "I'm going to butcher the exact quote. I apologize." Yeah, you're paraphrasing. But it was like, um, "Rise fast, fall fast, all over a few words," and it was kind of like, again, like, dude, like, do you just don't get it? Like right. you, you ticked off a lot of people, and you didn't even. Like, how well was his apology really received? You know, did he... I don't don't know. Something was off about the whole thing. Um, It just seemed like he was willfully ignoring what people were telling him very clearly not to do. And you can't get away with that regardless of... I mean, it could be anything at your job and your boss, your superior says, hey, don't do that. And then you just do it again. Right in their face. Like, you're going to get in trouble.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah. I guess... Well, and with more... More clout is going to come, more repercussions probably. You know, yeah, you know? absolutely. So there, there's so many variables, and and like I said, I think that what people in that particular incident seem to get stuck on is 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 they seem to forget that you know that he did have that second meeting to discuss his yeah. his actions, and he you know like you you'd mentioned, he he sort of just blew off what the what the incident was anyway, and just did it again. So yeah when you substitute words, when you say n-word, what you're doing is you're putting that word into my head anyway. So I'm th- like automatically, like my subconscious is like, oh, he said n-word, he means this.
1: I think the way, and I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, the way that I think about this, and I don't know if this is the way everyone thinks about it. I don't speak for everyone. But I think at this point, It's the damage is done. The wounds are so deep that you listen to what the preferences are. Um, You take direction from the people who... Sure. You know, they're saying, you know, there are not everyone, but there are lots of people who say, like, you don't use that word ever, and you know, replace it with N word because it's less offensive when you do that. So yeah. it's kind of a matter of respect
0: now. Yeah. You know, and that's so, that's completely fair. Like taking direction from the people who yeah. who endured the, th- the the And I the think harm. about the
1: same thing when it comes to Native American mascots.
0: Yeah, I was actually gonna get to that it's, too. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: I have a lot of friends and people who say that's so silly. We you know you know, we need to stop being so sensitive. But at this point, again, it's like the wounds are so deep and we have we have mistreated and misbehaved so harshly to that demographic of people, mm-hmm. Native Americans, that yeah. at this that's point, often
0: overlooked. Yeah, very it's like overlooked.
1: you just shut up and you just listen to what their very basic and simple demands are, which are don't don't use a mascot that is stereotyping our people. You just listen to very basic cues, and you either say, "Okay, I'm going to accept it because I have to," I have to just understand that I don't get it, and they do, so I'm just going to take direction mm-hmm. from them. Or you can kind of be a little bit of a jerk and you can try to fight back and say, like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm going to ignore you again and just say, yeah. you, you don't get your own culture. You know, like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, sometimes, believe it or not, it's as a white person, you just like, you can't fucking wrap your head around stuff. Yeah. So you, you can't understand certain contexts. So you just need to take directive. The people.
0: red skin thing, like, just seems like such a oh, like God. such an obvious case yeah. of like, yeah, get rid of that you name could, and do like, something different with so, that. Yeah,
1: and like I had I've had so many friends who've argued against this with me, and I my critique is always like, would it sound right to you if there was a team called Blackface? Yeah. Would, oh, that, totally. would that sound right. right?
0: would that sound correct to you? Yeah, no, or, it, or the it, slant eyes or something like that. Yeah, right. Like, like that. would yeah. that
1: sound okay? No, it would not. So why is there why is this such a hang up for you. Yeah. You know,
0: you know, and I've, I think that's been a, a thing in the past. I'm going to say since 2016, I'm just going to throw that year out there uh, where I've heard a lot of arguments from, from people who look like you and I white straight males who, who say, you know, like, Oh, you know, I think the new marginalized group or white guys or white right. males. Right. And really what I think that that is, I think that that us like if you're born straight white and male, like you hit the genetic jackpot. Yeah. Like but you still have that working in your corner. Right, like right. you have that at least going work you know to work with. A poor white person is gonna have substantially more to work with than a poor black person. You know, like as far as opportunities presented to them later on, history of, of things that have worked against them, etc. So the way I see it is When I hear that, I almost look at it as like a uh, an only child that's been the only child for ten years, and now they have they almost have to share the spotlight. Like it's not all about them anymore.
1: Or they just they're forced to take a different perspective. Yeah,
0: basically, since the beginning of time, white males have been able to to get away with pretty much everything. Literally, murder. Yeah, I mean, literally, (laughs) literally genocide. Literally, rape and murder. Yeah, and and now it's it's atonement time, and and like the past 10 or 15 years or so and I'm even being generous with that number we've had to pay the sins of our fathers those marginalized groups that didn't have a voice before they even have like the slightest bit of clout now where they can have a platform and they can they they have a voice and they're saying you know like I don't think it's it's fair the way we've been been treated all these years whether it be um, a a minority group uh, females gay people like they have somewhat of a platform now. And so now all of a sudden white males who have been, the focal point has always been on them for, for many, many years. It's kind of, you know, they have to share that right. spotlight a little bit. And now they, they feel like they're oppressed.
1: Uh, yeah, they're forced to listen to a different perspective and a different side of thing things. Whereas before, they weren't forced. They could They could completely tune everything out that didn't mm-hmm. completely jive with their perspective, right? and now i mean now that there is more diversity in like the workplace in the media lots of people would argue it's still not great um but that's you know not exactly what this show is about this exact time but um they are to a certain extent being white males are forced to start to listen to different perspectives and i think some people are responding appropriately and some people are responding like infants
0: you'll you'll hear the same sort of people say like you know well racism was a long time ago or the civil rights era that was a long time ago but there's a ripple effect in time like things just because of policy changes or legislation changes that doesn't that doesn't change the way change people's minds and attitudes right then in fact like, you know, when when civil rights takes place, I could see a lot of resentment taking, you know, happening yeah. at that time uh, from people who don't want to have to give into it. Like and as far as a long time ago, when you're spe- when you look at the greater scheme of things, there are people our parents age right. who shared or who had to drink in a separate drinking fountain yeah. from somebody else. Was and it really that it long wasn't ago? it was not long ago yeah. that I mean, it's going to you know, there's going to be a that much of a course correction in history. That yeah. now everything is just hunky dory. Like right, the effects right. of that are still going to be felt.
1: And do you ever think it's kind of weird that the same people who preach about the fact that um, you know Native American genocide or the civil rights movement or something was such a long time ago, those are the same people who talk about why it's so important to honor history and not take down like a Confederate flag right. or like why you shouldn't change the the Redskins logo because it's history. So it's like they acknowledge that like history is important when it meets their their idea of what yeah, they like yeah. Yeah, but when yeah. it doesn't meet their idea of what it's like then they're like well no that was such a long time ago and history doesn't matter
0: that's a good point that's a really good point yeah
1: and i've, I've had that argument with people before too where almost within the same sentence they'll completely contradict themselves about the redskins logo and then you know a second later talk about how it's not their responsibility to really be doing anything for Native Americans because they had nothing to do with right. the the, yeah. the historical um, issues, you know, genocide yeah. And, and.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's out of sight, out of mind, right. and and all these people are are segregated onto reservations, you know, living very destitute lives, you know, and and we it, very poorly educated, so. And you've said this before, and I've I've said it, you know, outside of this podcast and using conversation. That generally, people, if it's outside of your comfort zone and it's outside of your peripheral, people generally don't give a fuck about
1: oh, anything yeah. that's
0: outside of their their immediate circle of interest. And I think like there's
1: this. I was reading this really. I, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna try to explain what this theory is, but it's like a behavioral economics theory. About rational ignorance and um, like I said I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher it but this the kind of general idea is like you sometimes willfully ignore information because perceiving to, to gain your perceptions of gaining knowledge on that information isn't worth the reward or the outcome which kind of boils down to values like if you don't value a certain perspective then you don't really have the initiative to kind of change your ways and seek out additional information. So you're going to kind of willfully ignore the correct information.
0: Yeah, well, and that almost kind of sounds a lot like cognitive dissonance. It is, yeah. It's,
1: it's pretty similar to, to cognitive dissonance.
0: This is something I, I feel is very problematic in the era that we live in right now is that you can really just immerse yourself in news, news quote-unquote, and information that just really reinforces your pre-existing beliefs yeah so you don't have to force yourself to
1: exercise any sort of like critical thinking yeah or, or to
0: like to you know a different point of view that's going to make you uncomfortable and, and make you possibly question your pre-existing beliefs and and I remember um just a couple months ago when the the debates were were happening among the democratic primaries and somebody that i that I was working with he said uh, you know, like as soon as they started talking about quote unquote free healthcare, he just tuned it off, turned it off and tuned out because, you know, you can't even have a discussion with people who are talking about free healthcare. And it's like, so basically you've just, you've said that just because something has been outside of a little bit outside of your comfort zone and your beliefs, you've just, not, you're not even going right. to give it the time of day anymore. Since somebody took the time to respond to my social media posts, I'm going to Uh, Go ahead and mention that real quick. Ricky said that I think slurs should not be used by anyone regardless of race. And I asked him what about context, specifically about the two examples that we're talking about. And he said that there is almost always a workaround. The black guy, meaning uh, Marlon Anderson uh, from the Boys and Girls Club, could have said, don't call me that. Uh, Not that he should have been fired for it. And it, it's, it, if it's used in a discussion about slurs, it's definitely less bad than calling somebody uh, that in a derogatory manner. I still feel that hateful language is bad and should not be
1: used. I mean, I think most people, you would hope that most people would would at least somewhat agree with that. I still think that, again, I, think, I do think context matters. I don't think, I have a lot less sympathy for the Papa John's guy and the Netflix guy than I do for um what what's what's the gentleman Marlon
0: Marlon Anderson yeah Marlon yeah.
1: Anderson I have a lot more sympathy for Marlon Anderson than I do for the Netflix guy and and Papa John's and it's not just because of race but I, I, it, it's part it's a big part of it is because of race um and I just don't think yeah, I don't know I think I think the two situations are they seem similar but I, I think that they're you know they're unique and different in their own ways so that absolutely yeah. You know,
0: and then uh, I had one more from David. He said, "And th- this guy, this gentleman, he often um, serves as a counterpoint to most of the things that I bring up, whether it be on my personal, personal social media or punk journalism." He said, "I think words are words. Sticks and stones are another thing. I th- also think Ice Cube should shut up. I don't know what that means. No mm-hmm. one group owns a word. And again, I think like you know, just looking at a picture of this guy, I can you know, he who, looks like who is a Caucasian." This guy? uh have you seen him yeah yeah like he comments
1: he, on literally everything and i always i almost without saying when he comments i'm like i'm gonna 100 disagree with what he's gonna say oh every yeah every time yeah it
0: almost seems like by default like if i say puppies are are good then he's gonna say we should drown all puppies or something yeah like <laughs> who
1: is this guy do you know I don't know.
0: so i <laughs> i really don't care that much about social media so i use my personal social media as a way to to pull people in for to advertise for the podcast so i friend request people in in groups that are like political groups or social issue groups so the majority of people that i'm quote unquote friends with on social media i don't even know so okay so yeah i don't know this person personally. you know because
1: he's very active when you post yeah like he's Big really <laughs> he's really active he's really quick to like <laughs> jump on whatever yeah. you have to say and i'm always just like does Chance like know this guy from a different life? Like, <laughs> I don't know
0: like him. who is this dude? Um, but it's always I always kind of get excited when he does because <laughs> then I think like it it puts uh, because there's a lot of conversation going back and forth that kind of pushes that conversation to the top of people's feeds. Well, right. Yeah. And, and
1: again, I I think that one of the purposes of this podcast is to not create an echo chamber, right? Yeah, totally. So yeah. as much as I disagree wholeheartedly with with pretty much his perspective on everything yeah i still am kind of interested to see what it, yeah. what he has to say but he's
0: very much i see him as somebody who's like oh why do we got to be so sensitive all the time yeah, and it's right. like yeah you remember like that golden age of sensitivity when you know like everybody you couldn't even watch beavis and butthead or you know like uh every you, it, it's just funny because yeah. what i'm getting at is like w- white guys are talking nowadays about like you remember back when you know everybody wasn't so sensitive all the time and it's like yeah you remember when you you know you couldn't the first interracial kiss everybody fucking blew their minds right right be, you know because that was just so offensive and <laughs> the same demographic of people who were offended if a black guy drank out of the same drinking fountain but no we're offended because we just want people to think a little bit about what they're saying before they say it <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah um but yeah do you have any any parting thoughts nick not really i think
1: like we've already alluded to, this is just one perspective, and arguably this perspective that needs the least amount of voice in this conversation. But that being said, I think it's it's an interesting topic, which is why I wanted to talk about it. So it's not to downgrade my thoughts, but you know, I completely recognize that I, in, in some ways, probably butchered this, and if I did, you have every right to call me out, and and I look forward to to learning and. and Hearing your perspectives on that If I did butcher something
0: Yeah Again um, Stay tuned for uh, What we have coming up uh, By You know Looking us up on Punk-Journalism.com Facebook.com Slash Punk Journalism Instagram.com Slash Punk Underscore Journalism Twitter.com Slash Punk Journalism